I look at that kiss and I replay it in my head a lot, especially like since quarantine. <laughs> so I was like, that is not an ironic kiss. No, it's an exp- it, that's it. No, it's an expression of true, real, like real friendship and real love. But it is is layered in the idea that we're only doing this when we're hammered and hitting each other with chairs. Okay, this is exciting. Um, welcome back to another episode of Trailblazers, the first ever podcast done by men. Um, hello, Luke. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. I think it's good. I think it's good that we, you know, we've we trailblazed so hard last week with the first podcast ever hosted by two men. That this week we're trailblazing again and going to have the first ever podcast hosted by three men. That's true. That's true. Um, that's a perfect segue into introducing this week's uh, special guest. Hello, Hussein. Hi. It's 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 fine as long as it's like below five guys. I feel like once it gets <laughs> above five, that's when it becomes a bit suspicious. That's when you're kind of like, what are you really doing here? So I feel like, you know, free is fine. Free is good. At five guys, your podcast politically radicalizes. It doesn't matter if it goes left or right, but it will politically radicalize. Yeah, from experience, I can tell you that's the case. You're listening to Trailblazers. It's a podcast um, done via the Garbage Day newsletter. My name is Ryan Broderick. My co-host is Luke Bailey. And our special guest this week is Hussein Kazvani, uh, editor and writer for Mel Magazine and host of Trash Future podcast, a different podcast that isn't this one. And... With us this week, uh, coming in via the magic of recording a phone call, which I just recently learned how to do, is uh, two very special writers from The Verge, Julia Alexander and Casey Newton. So definitely uh, stick around after um, this part of the show when we move to another part of the show where they will be um, via the magic of editing this later. Um, so if you're not familiar with Hussein, uh, he is a wonderful writer and editor, um, and host of his own politically radicalized podcast, uh, Trash Future. Um, Hussein, where are you hold up right now? Where, where, where are you? I'm holed up in South London, uh, in uh, a place called Woolwich. It is a very unremarkable place except for one thing, which is that it is home to Belmarsh Prison. Uh, where Jeremy, uh, Jeremy Corbyn, um, uh, <laughs> where he'll be Jeremy, when I'm done with him. Jeremy Corbyn is in uh, Belmarsh Prison for the crime of growing his own vegetables and not sharing them. Uh, no, Julian Assange is still there. Um, so the only time people come down are for two reasons: either because they've come to see and support Julian Assange, or where you have like a bunch of like English Defence League guys who come here to like support Tommy Robinson whenever he's like thrown in the neck. So. Yeah, it's a fun place to be. Uh, there's a reason why like people don't come down here when I invite them over. <laughs> I mean, it's good. Wait, wait, you're... Saying, you've got a you've got a really good hot couch situation going on behind you. Yeah, I mean, like I I I I slept there for a while until like I was able to afford a bed. Sure. Um, it's a nice couch, man. Like I don't know, and also because like very few very few people come round, it's still like very. I've been living here for like a year or so. Um, something that happened to me this week. Uh, so I've been here for like a year or so. I took a picture of like my work from home outfit, hoping to kind of make the work from home outfits Instagram page. I didn't make it. Wait, wait, uh, back which... up, back up. 
Right. What, what, uh, so there's a work from home outfits Instagram page. Is it just like depression jumpsuits? Yeah. And it was also just like oversized tracksuits and various like uh, form, like guys wearing oversized tie dye t-shirts and everything. So I kind of thought that like, may, you know, maybe I, I have a slightly okay style now. So maybe I can get on the page. I took a picture of myself uh, in my bedroom mirror. I didn't make it on the page, but what was worse was that when I posted it online, everyone made the same comment, which is that my bedroom looks like Patrick Bateman's room in American Psycho in the sense that all my walls are white. I have nothing. I have no kind of like artwork or personality in there. And I didn't realize any of this until like I realized, until I w I've been here for more than like four days without leaving and realizing that, oh, if I died in this place, people would just think that I was a psychopath who did a podcast. I mean, you're essentially just living in like a sanitarium. That's what, that's yeah. what you're describing. Right. Yeah. If you're listening to this, you probably want to hear some insane internet bullshit. So uh, I've got a thing. Luke's got a thing. Hussein's got a thing. And we're going we're gonna to talk about our internet things. So Hussein, you're our special guest. So I'm going to force you to go first. Um, lay it on me, man. Talk, talk, talk about some internet nonsense. Uh, internet nonsense. There's been a lot of internet nonsense recently. Uh, the stuff that I've been following are all on like finance Instagram pages. Uh, hey, like hey that's crazy what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Wall Street bets and stuff. I'm not sure if you're like familiar with the Wall Street bets subreddit, but it's fucking crazy. It's I'm like obsessed with Wall Street bets. It's like if 4chan were like all traders. And I'm sure like some guy like shit posters on 4chan are traders but it's like if all of them were so they have like a very bizarre kind of like language and dialect and you know they but all of them are going through like a collective meltdown because no one knows what the fuck is happening so all they're doing is like shit posting and doing the whole like money machine goes boom meme uh, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not sure i'm not sure if you've seen that um i've been trying to make sense of it and i haven't been able to which like it probably like puts us in a good understanding of where like the guys who are supposed to be saving our our amazing economy like uh where their heads are at right now i actually had to explain in great detail over the phone this morning to my father who is 70 why he should not start investing in bitcoin right now right and i did this piece <laughs> about like Bit bitcoin and gold guys and because both of them were like for a long time both of them have been waiting for a moment like this where like the world is about to collapse and like fiat finance is like the result of it but they were like well bitcoin is going to save us or like gold and like precious metal metal is going to save us um and like you know just keep investing on it and like wait for a moment like this so it turns out that like for the past couple of weeks both bitcoin prices and gold prices have been tanking cryptocurrency a lot more than gold so like the gold guys still think that like there's a stabilization point that's like due to happen but in any case it seems like these reserve currencies and the whole like libertarian ran Paul like Ron Paul and the Fed stuff that is kind of like turned to shit as well so like I feel like everyone's kind of losing their minds and no one really knows what's going to happen and even the people who said that they were gonna uh said that they would like survive this thing don't seem to have done so well no I mean the only currency in our post-apocalyptic future is apparently just like shitty artisanal hand sanitizer and toilet paper e-girl bath water e-girl bath water look man i drank all my, i drank all my e-girl bath water week one of quarantine and now i'm jonesing <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> so wait, you both you both read Wall Street bets, which I actually don't at all. Like, what are the, what what is the lingo? Like, what are we talking about here? So it's it's not really like it's basically a fandom for Wall Street. It's it's barely like <laughs> oh, like, that's called the American no. government. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 like it's not that there is everyone is who's on it is trying to make money. There's like ten percent of the people are there who are just like you know trolls they're essentially yeah they're a fandom from the stock market and they're like i really like this stock oh i hate this stock this stock i'm shipping this stock and this stock and none of it makes sense but then the other 90 percent of people are there because they think that there's like a real thing there's a core to this like people aren't just making the stock market up and it's not just imaginary numbers that people are shitting out and, and making that billion dollar bets with each other on the basis of like whoever bought a bigger bottle of champagne that weekend but instead there's yeah, so it's just this insane thing where where half the people think that it's nonsense and half the people know that it's nonsense and no one's quite sure who anyone is. Can I ask... I, I don't know about lingo because it's just all insane. Can, can I ask a question that I've been wondering like ever since uh, the global economy started to collapse a couple of days ago? The stock market's just like people, right? Like who can stop collapsing the economy, right? Like they could all just not do this, right? They could... Well, no, because it's all controlled by machines now. So is it like, just what, wait? Is it just so like basically, several okay, okay, algorithms? So, yeah. So you know when you see those photos <laughs> of like half a dozen guys on the stock floor, and they all there's like the same like four guys. It's the guy with like the white hair and the glasses. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the same guy in all the photos. They don't really do anything. Are it's they just like actors? Is it is it like Truman Show shit? Yeah, essentially, like they're all done, all done from like New Jersey, uh, and there's like genuinely, I'm not kidding. Like all of these offices have places in New Jersey which are like connected by really high speed internet lines, and so they all have like a series of breakers in place. So it's like, oh, this is dropped by one percent. Ergo, we sell everything. But then they sell everything, and therefore it drops by two percent, and it, it triggers like another load of like computer algorithms that say, oh, we should keep selling. Like, that's why the stock market, if it goes down, I think America is a 10, 7%. If it drops by 7%, mm. like, all trading stops for 15 minutes because they know it's just computers doing it and they just have to stop because they react too quickly rather than people going, like, oh, I see these movements. So then they have, like, a half dozen people on the trading floor who aren't doing anything, and that's the ones who everyone gets pictures taken of them as they, like, look around and look panicked. So, hmm. you know... None I've of this re- is real. Yeah, no, that's what I'm realizing, and I, I feel like through the through the this outbreak i've realized that like many of the things that control the quality of life that i have are totally fake and automated i mean you, all you had to do was say that in like a very british accent and you would have like had an adam curtis like uh, this was an adam curtis like series of movies right well no no no, um, no no wait no no with a british accent if i had said that it would have just become the intro to an inter shikari song it would have been like we've got <laughs> we've got to nationalize the banks, and then it'd be like, <laughs> you know. Uh, we've been talking a lot about the sociopathy of all men, and I feel like that is a really good transition into Luke's thing of the week, which Luke has already told me he's very excited about, and I don't. I don't really know where to begin with this, so I think Luke, you gotta you gotta talk us through this. All right, so I want to talk about. I know I feel like this comes up like once a month, and it's you and I have that, been talking about this video for at least three years. 
It's it's the video of the guys in the backyard hitting each other with the chair. Hitting each yes, other with the yes, fuck! Oh my god, I was thinking about this the other day. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm I'm obsessed with this video. It's it's an, it's unbelievable. It's like it's maybe the most unbelievable internet video ever recorded. And Hussein, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give you something really exciting. All right. And are we gonna reenact? Are we reenacting it? I talked to the guys behind it. No. Um, but we're not there yet. We're not there yet. So we're going to start at the All beginning. Right. Luke, okay. talk us through th- what this is. For, for anyone who hasn't, paint us a picture with your voice of what we're talking about here. It starts in a time that it's, it's daylight. We don't, know why it's, we don't know which part of the day it is, but it is like it's distinctly daylight. And you get the impression like really early on that like this isn't early evening. This isn't like half six in the evening this is half six in the morning so you know that these people have been up all night like they've gone they've probably all been to sleep once never at the same time just like they've passed out for like an hour each at different times you've created like an entire internal logic of what this video is i i've lived this video (laughs) (laughs) Um, then they are hitting each other with a chair. Like there's a guy getting hit with a chair. It's like a it's a wooden chair as well. Like it's like a there's the other thing, it's like a heavy chair, which I always I can't get over how heavy the chair like it's a folding chair, but it's a thick, heavy chair. Then one guy the guy's getting hit inexplicably like kisses the guy who's hitting him. That's what's really important here. It's the kiss before the fight that I think is like makes it so like undeniably British more so than like the fact that they're clearly having a drunken fight in their fucking desolate parking lot at six in the morning after what is definitely an all weekend rager. It's the but I say, it's not a fight. It's done with love. The whole point, this is just expressions of, of, of love, but in a very upsetting way. <laughs> what do we reckon the, the whole time of like the lead up is to this moment like when does this occur in like the life cycle of like a british rager it's early morning they've been up all night i don't think it's the second day but like it's also the sort of thing where a couple people probably crash there and then they go home and then everyone sort of recongregates like eight hours later and they go out again like it's that it's like a saturday morning where it's just like yeah it just it just keeps going uh, Patrick Smith, a former reporter for BuzzFeed News, once said that this would have been on the Sunday morning of a party that started on Friday and they've drank everything that contains alcohol in the house and are this now just acting important. out like famous WWE fights. This is another important moment because like they are drinking rosé from the bottle, <laughs> which is like such a perfect detail because also this is a thing that like people do because it's like rosé is surprisingly drinkable i love rosé they don't call me ryan rosé for nothing (laughs) but you can i think it's called brosé actually when you drink (laughs) i'm not even i'm not even kidding i drank um what is it called bitch wine or slut wine there's some wine in a can that the fat jewish sells and i drank that shit all summer it was delight it was delightful slutty girl wine something like that i don't know all right but they're drinking, they're drinking <laughs> rosé wine from the bottle, like from a 750ml bottle. Yeah, that is the moment at which you have run out of absolutely everything else, and then for some reason you're still drinking, you've got to drink something, and you're drinking wine because 
at 6am, rosé is much more drinkable than beer or whiskey or anything else, essentially. So then they're drinking the wine, they have the kiss, they have this like Godfather-style kiss, which is... <laughs> Like, he knows he's going to get hit, but, you know, he's like, he understands that he has to do it. Um, he hits him, like, three times, like, in the worst possible way, in that he, he kind of, the guy getting hit bends over, and then he gets hit on his back vertically, which is, like, it seems really painful, but nothing really happens. The chair and doesn't suddenly, break. The chair doesn't, the chair doesn't break. break. The you back think it's going to break, break, it doesn't break. Nothing, nothing breaks. breaks. And then after a bit of two and forth, he then goes to hit him again, and the bottom of the chair legs swing out and then like drive into his back as the chair comes down and he just hits the deck and like clearly can't move because it hurts so much because <laughs> you know it would it would just hurt seems like it hurts like an intolerable amount and it's that sort of pain that you everyone's absolutely seen when you've done something like just awful and far far worse than you thought it was going to be and it's beautiful and then they pick him up off the floor like uh um, you know Jesus getting carried out of the Garden of Gethsemane in uh, various Renaissance paintings which incidentally you once sent this to me as a comparison as I was in Rome walking down an art gallery and it ruined the <laughs> art gallery for me <laughs> I mean uh, in case no one knows what we're talking about still it's the way they hold him he's sort of like completely slack but he's like very classically muscular and he's they're both completely shirtless, wearing what I can only describe as aggressively European jeans. You right, know? they're very they're River Island jeans. Yeah, exactly. They're like very like I'm going to Zanti on holiday jeans. Right, and the haircuts kind of add to that as well, right? Like yes, the, the kind of like I don't even know what kind of haircut it is, but the guy who gets hit, he has um, his whole like sides and back of his hair like just as a buzz cut, and he has maybe like a number three or four maybe like probably like a four on top it's a very kind of like lads on holiday haircut but like the bod- it's a haircut like the- ryan had when he was here yeah yeah <laughs> <When> he, like, <laughs> I, no it's 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 like a it's like a short malcolm Moore. that's sort of the but, that's sort of the vibe <laughs> what, what i'm always amazed about and actually what kind of adds to the upsetting nature of this is, is just like how jacked they are and how like <laughs> they look like like grecian warriors <laughs> Um, they're beautiful. Like just in terms, I mean, it's, yeah, it's they, shot like a like a Terrence Malick film. You know, it's it's gorgeous. <laughs> it's like if you took Hollister, um, people who worked at Hollister, and got them to like fight in the middle of like fucking Oldham in like a car park in Oldham, which is like a really grim part of Manchester. Now, Hussein, you're you're a ma- I, I think I think it's safe to call you a masculinity expert. You know, <laughs> people people do say I know the fellas. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think this says about modern <laughs> British masculinity? I've been mean, so this has been on like my Trello board of ideas for like male pieces for a long time, and part <laughs> of the reason why I never go to this is because I just don't know how to explain it to like my US colleagues. Like I just don't know how to explain this entire thing to any of them because we're like, okay, this is just a video of like two guys hitting each other. It's like, no, it's so much more than that. <laughs> like there's also like the third guy who just like smashes the bottle for no reason, like. You know, there's so many questions and so the way that I kind of see it and I'm sure like I, I'm sure I'm readying myself for like a much more sober expression or like response or explanation to this. But I kind of think that like this is just they 
I, this is like an exp- like a weird expression of love. It is like a weird expression of like brotherhood. It's one which is like remarkably progressive, but also aggressive at the same time. Well, okay. Um, I don't have a ton of information, but I have some for you guys. Um, so when I was going to move out of the UK, my plan was to drop an oral history of this video as a, as a going away present for the country that had been so nice to me for four years. And I spent several weeks and I found, I finally found the Facebook page of the guy who shot the video. <laughs> uh, I will not name him because he was pretty uh, nut into talking to me. Can you guys guess where it was shot? I'm still going with Oldham in Manchester. I don't know why. I feel like I'm wrong, like by miles, but. I think my final call was Burnley. Okay. It's Leeds. That seems right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. All right. Okay. I don't, I don't. I don't. I don't really know what that would mean. But okay. So let me let me do a dramatic reading of the conversation I had with. Are you going to do this in a Leeds accent? Oh yeah, you know me. I can do perfect British accents. <laughs> hey there. I was just messaging with your brother. Oh, that's right. That's how I found this guy. Um, I was just messaging with your brother. Is it true you filmed the video of the dudes hitting each other with chairs? Hi, mate. Yeah, I did record it, and unfortunately, that is my mates. Laughing emoji. <laughs> oh, my, oh my god, amazing. So I'm a reporter with BuzzFeed, and I'm hoping to ask you a few questions about the video, if that's all right. I don't know if this makes a difference, but I recently signed a contract with Unilad to give them the rights to market the video, so I don't <laughs> think I'll be able to do anything with BuzzFeed in regards to the video. I then explain, oh no, I don't want to do anything with the video, I just was interested in the story behind it for a written piece, and then he said, thanks for your interest, mate, but the story behind the video probably isn't suitable for a news piece. And that was the last I heard of him. I sent him one big last message right before I left the country being like, please just give me any information about what led up to this. But he, as he said, it it wasn't fit for a news publication, which means we're probably pretty close to figuring out like what happened there. No, because that's the thing that it's not fit for a news publication almost definitely means that nothing exciting ever happened. Because that is very much like the thing that people say when they're like, oh, this is a bit. This is a bit. Oh, can't can't bring this up in polite conversation. It's like no, no, you can. It's, it's actually quite boring. Like oh, you, you're thinking just, they just literally just... drank like nonstop for two days playing WWE and then just like fought each other in their backyard. Yes, what about the kiss? What about the kiss? I feel I like think I it's a Leeds I... thing. I don't. I, I think it's just no, a Leeds thing. It's like a. It's it's a. I want to switch gears to the toxic masculinity of American men, uh, which is now having like a real big resurgence uh, in Zoom hangouts uh, for quarantined reporters. Have you guys heard about this? Uh, No. I mean, I've heard about the concept of Zoom hangouts for reporters, but... So um, a couple San Francisco-based reporters have experimented with public Zoom hangouts. The idea is... Oh, shit, I have heard about this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So So people set them up. And then they let their, uh, you know, their readers or their followers come in and, and hang out and talk. And there's been a rogue porn bomber who keeps appearing <laughs> in these Zoom hangouts and just playing uh, Two Girls, One Cup. because uh, just He's playing. a troop and we have to respect him for that. That's that's right. That's right. Um, he's he's doing he's doing the God's work. And I heard about this originally because I was accused of being the porn bomber. And I will say I'm not. Um <laughs> But uh, I actually got a chance to sit down with uh, a victim of the Zoom porn bomber, Casey Newton, a reporter for The Verge. And um, this, is, this is what he had to say about his really uh, traumatic experience. 
Hello? Ryan? Um, thank you for uh, entertaining this crazy idea. I mean, I, I feel like, you know, given all the entertainment you've been giving me with uh, Garbage Day for the past many months, it's the least I can do. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Um, so... The reason we're talking today is because I've heard that you've been having a uh, a porn bombing problem with uh, Zoom Hangouts. Is that true? Yeah, some people are saying it's our nation's second greatest crisis after the coronavirus. <laughs> so, can you can you tell me when this problem first started? Yeah, so my friend Hunter and I um, started to do a little event called the Work From Home Happy Hour a few weeks ago. The idea was people could just hop on a random Zoom call and we would chat about random things and sort of give people something fun to chat about at the end of the day. And everything was going according to plan. We probably had around 100 people chatting with us live uh, when all of a sudden the screen was overtaken by what I believe to be two girls, one cup. Um, I am not as much of a connoisseur of uh, internet shock videos as you are, so I cannot um, confirm exactly what I was seeing, but it was quite gross. And Hunter, uh, who was running that particular Zoom call, uh, kicked the guy out, uh, but then, of course, he just hopped back in and took over the screen sharing controls again. And um, that was when we all realized that we didn't really know how to prevent other people from using Zoom screen sharing feature. <laughs> so I was going to actually ask this because I, I have, I've been very late to the Zoom bandwagon and I have not actually um, partaken in a quarantine Zoom hangout yet. <laughs> Is there any sort of moderation tools available for people like running a hangout? Yes. So when you go to start a meeting, you see a number of controls like um, you can mute people when they enter the room or you can create a waiting room, which is basically a kind of holding pen and people can only actually enter the chat if the host approves them. So it has those tools. However, in the main flow that you use to start a Zoom call, there is not a control to disable screen sharing. <laughs> uh, the only way, the only place I have found it is after you've started a call, you can click the screen sharing tool and then open up a dialog box that says only the host can choose to share their screen okay and i was searching around for alternatives and zoom you know after the crisis that was caused by our zoom bombing uh put up a blog post where they talked about how to keep unwanted people out of the chat and they pointed to controls that i cannot find anywhere in their app <laughs> <laughs> like it's it seems like it should be a very simple thing uh, but it is not and I've heard that you're not the only person to have had this problem. Is that correct? Oh, th this problem is sweeping the nation, Ryan. Uh, <laughs> it seems like these days, hardly a Zoom call gets started when, w without some miscreant uh, stopping by to share an internet shock video. It happened to the nice folks over at uh, Chipotle. Um, <laughs> It happened to my friend Kara Swisher uh, when Jessica Lesson was interviewing her about the problems with being a female entrepreneur. <laughs> um, it's it's just it's going crazy, and many people are asking, "Will Zoom rise to the challenge?" <laughs> 
or will this scuttle their business forever? And I don't know the answer to that. So I, I heard about this one, cause I had seen your tweets and two, um, there's a growing belief, uh, inside of Buzzfeed, uh, where I work, uh, that the zoom bomber is me or my unfortunate colleague, Katie Natopoulos. <laughs> And I would like to clear the air here and say that I have not Zoom bombed at all yet. And I'm actually doing this segment purely for research so that I can start picking out Hangouts to traumatize. Uh, I appreciate that. I I never would have suspected you. Um, Katie Natopoulos, on the other hand, I would absolutely believe. And frankly, she would be my my prime suspect uh, at this point. If you had... Okay, here's my last question for you. And I want to thank you for coming on and reliving some of these these very tough moments. Yeah. Um, If you had to pick a uh, very horrible internet video to ruin someone's uh, fun time on Zoom with, what video would you pick? Um, probably, oh, wait, let me, let me think about this. What is like a company that is really stressing me out? Um, oh, honestly, like just showing any of the president's press conferences, <laughs> I think would be totally traumatizing to anyone, you know, just trying to hang out with their friends at the end of the day. So if I wanted to really upset people, I would just actually probably just show them uh, the president's press conference uh, from today when he said that, you know, people should go to church uh, on Easter. I, I, I can't imagine anything more frightening than li- <laughs> listening to our president speak. So, yeah, that makes sense for me. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Um, have a wonderful night. Uh, wash your hands. Stay safe. <laughs> thank you, Ryan. You do the same. Okay. Do you guys – like, when was the last time you, like, looked into the story of that video? Because I actually – I was convinced it was fake for a very long time, and then only this week read about how it was even made and why. The last time I heard about it, it was not so much fake as it was, like, the video is real, but the elements of it aren't real, was that what I... The elements of it? I don't know, that's not, that's a terrible way to put it. The shit, the shit wasn't real shit, is what my understanding was, but this was like five years ago, so it might have changed. I read like an unnecessarily like long essay about it on a forum when I was young. Um, because I was never able to get through the whole video, which made me um, a loser, according to my loser friends. Uh, so I've never seen the full. You should have tried hitting them with a chair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I needed you, the guy. To kiss, I needed little... the guy to kiss me and hit me with a chair. Yeah, you give them a little kiss, and then you show them a uh, really grotesque fetish porn. Um, so I guess like I guess any sort of accusations of it being fake have 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 sort of disappeared from the 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 cultural memory of the internet. It has been speculated that it was either refried beans or ice cream or peanut butter. It does seem like it was all real fluids, but it was edited in such a way to make it, you know, a little safer. I mean, it's a very short clip. Like when you go back to it, it's like, it's incredibly short and it escalates incredibly fast, which I think is why it was so effective. Yeah. Hold on a second. I have like a truck, like just like backing up in, um, my neighborhood is like, completely nuts these days um people are just like acting really strange like i saw a guy just doing full calisthenic workouts at like one in the morning the other night like just outside on the sidewalk it probably makes sense in the way that like if you're being told that you shouldn't be like going out and walking and working out around people like the only times you do it like are either stupidly early in the morning or stupidly late at night right yeah Hussein, when are you going for your um state approved daily walk I go running in the morning. So I go running at like 5, 6 a.m. See, that's it. That's it really early, isn't it? 
Like it would be weird to do that at like eleven. Okay, the the truck is is moving, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say no. He's backing up for some reason. What in the fuck is going on in my neighborhood this week? This, this... There's a pandemic, I think. Okay, now we're going to do a new segment. Uh, I mean, I guess like everything in this show is a new segment because it's never existed before. But this segment is called Julia's Hottest Take. So, <laughs> Julia, uh, from the safety and comfort of Canada, uh, where you are protected from all criticism. Thank you. Yeah. Do you, do you have a hot take for us? I was trying to think of a good hot take because I have so many and I wanted to keep it topical. And so here's my big one that I think will upset people, but it's true. It is objectively true. And that is that Animal Animal Crossing is a terrible fucking game. Nothing about Animal Crossing is good. <laughs> okay, I'm actually, I want you to expand on this, but I first want to say thank you because I do not get it. I do not get the allure of Animal Crossing. Well, if I'm going to play video games as a 28-year-old adult, I don't want to have to think about my actual life responsibilities. I want to play a game <laughs> like Doom, where I can go and shoot a bunch of grotesque demons. In Animal Crossing, you're not only like responsible for your own tax payments and like running uh, around and like making sure that your life is in order. You're like in charge of other people's lives, and all you have to do is like collect fruit and. Make Make sure that everyone's making their payments and everyone is happy and like i don't even want to do that in my own life i don't want to you know what i mean you know what's super weird is that like i feel like one of the largest uh demographics for animal crossing play a video game that simulates all the boring shit that they could just do back home that's what i feel like it is i agree everyone screenshots on twitter like look how cool my room is or the weirdest part is them being like i recreated my room in animal crossing (laughs) and i'm like i don't understand what the point of this game is people wasting their time in order to like make sure they have the exact same air force shoes for the raccoon that they have for themselves in real life and like what kind of escapism is that that's not fun animal crossing is like the learning to make bread of video games. It went a hundred. I remember I tried to give Animal Crossing a chance once back in back in the day. I haven't played the new one, but it wanted me to like go fish at a certain time every day, and it would be like, and I was like, I don't have time for this. This is so stressful. Or if I missed a payment, they'd be like, Oh no, now like the the loans. How are we gonna run the city? And it's like shit, man. I can't even like get out of bed most days. Like <laughs> I cannot run the city. Like it's way too much pressure and also it's boring like it's just a boring game it's so boring like it's you can't even build stuff so because i thought like okay maybe it's like minecraft but or or dragon quest builders or something but no apparently everything is already built you can just decorate it and then you eat digital food (laughs) <laughs> and that's it, I think. I think that's the People whole game. We're like, also, I love that you referenced Dragon Quest Builders. <laughs> that's the greatest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I, I've seen people talk about how cool it is. Their friends are putting on shows and stuff. And it's like, you, you, you're, you I'm watching Taking Back Sunday guys do, like, awesome acoustic sets on Instagram Live. Or if I want to hang out with my friends in time and see their faces, I'm going to use Zoom. I understand we're in a place of quarantine, but you guys don't have to congregate in this really shitty village where you just feed each other peaches <laughs> and worry about taxes to listen to a really dumbed-down version of, like, Hands Down by Dashboard Confessional. That's all I'm saying. 
Wait, is there acoustic music in the game? I like pretty sure I keep seeing people walking around with guitars and like hanging out in their houses like they're camping or something, but they're not camping. And then they all have to worry about like how they're going to pay for their next designer or their next cool T-shirt. I don't understand. You know what I will say? Friend what? of the show and friend of both of us in real life, Gene Park, is very great. He's the greatest man in the world. He's so nice. Uh, Gene he... Park, uh, who uh, writes for uh, the Washington Post uh, video game vertical. Yes, yes, thank yeah. you. Uh, and he's a friend of ours, and he's a great man. And he DM'd me on Twitter today and said, "Hey, I don't know if you're playing Animal Crossing." And I didn't have the heart to tell him that Animal Crossing <laughs> is a terrible game. <laughs> but he DM'd me this code for Tony Stark's shirt, and like if from Iron Man. And if anything was gonna get me to play Animal Crossing, it's the idea that I could recreate an Iron Man in like a video game. But then I was like, I can just watch Iron Man. Like, I don't understand the point of this game. You don't have to ask the municipal committee of a fake village for permission to be Iron Man. You could just watch Iron Man. That's the thing. And, like, then I I, I keep hearing things like, is Animal Crossing fascistic? And they're like, no, no, it's just capitalistic. Mm. But there's better capitalism because there's no interest on loans. If your video game (laughs) has conversations about interest (laughs) payments on loans, what is your video game? Game. Like what understand. is it? Like oh guys, guys, don't worry, don't worry. There's no uh, there's no interest on loans in the new Animal Crossing. So and uh, apparently all the animals have visible feet. You can like see their feet now, which and and like I also think that like it is towing the line at a to a dangerous degree as like some furry shit. I think that it is it goes right up that line and it stops. And I thank God that it stops, but it's a little too close to that line for me. To be comfortable. It's, it's, I like, I, you and I are both big Tumblr users and I'm scared to open Tumblr. I don't want to see some hot Animal Crossing action on my Tumblr feed. Like, I don't, I don't need that in my life. Also, though, do like 10 year olds know what loan, what no interest loan payments are? I didn't know what that was until I learned that we don't have those in real life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, help. I'm stuck on a zero hours contract working for mayor tom nook or whoever yeah is there is is. there like a telecom giant like who's the at&t of animal crossing these are questions i don't care about in video games i just want to like shoot demons and or romance like hot looking dudes or dudettes or whatever i don't have time to worry about my peaches in my yard and whether or not i can trade you for like your other treasure that's like and then just do what to buy shirts that look like iron man I don't, I don't understand it. It's boring. And I'm seeing everyone in my life disappear because they have to play Animal Crossing. <laughs> and I already feel isolated enough in quarantine. And now I'm isolated even more because I'm not playing this game. <sighs> well, thank you, Julia. This has been, this has been very, very important. Um, have have uh, a safe, fun, clean, socialist time in Canada. Thank you for having me on your podcast, letting me have my moment of therapy. That was great. No, no, no. This is that was that actually made me feel a lot better too because I feel I felt pretty crazy about the fact that everyone was playing this like sexless, weird, <laughs> like fishing game, and so now I feel a lot better about it. Um, all right, um, uh, where uh, where can people follow you? What what can people do if they if they want more of your bad opinions? Uh, yeah. So for those who are unfortunately don't get to hear my bad opinions in Slack every day, you can follow me on Twitter at loudmouthjulia. But don't send me your Animal Crossing good game tweets. I don't care. <laughs> it's a bad game. But that's mainly where you can find me. Uh, 
Um, what content are you guys consuming to stay sane? I'm reading a lot of like really bad sci-fi at the moment. Like a lot of stuff that involves like uh, mathematical things, but like how strong lasers are and how strong armors are. Um, Wait, like books or like articles? Yeah, books. I'm reading books, like just really bad sci-fi books. You're reading books about how strong lasers are? Yeah. It's like every, it, it, you know, they're, they're trying to do like a, a complicated narrative thing and like get into like kind of like, oh yeah, this guy was feeling this. And then eventually by the end of every chapter, they just got distracted by like, hey, well, he had six lasers left and the other guy had nine lasers left, but his lasers were like 1.8 power newtons strong. And so it just becomes this like cascading thing of him just clearly doing like maths in a spreadsheet as he writes. Uh, and completely losing the context of like the plot, but yeah, just working out like how strong lasers and various antimatter cannons are. They're really bad. It's great. Hey, hey, bud, you okay? How you doing over there? <laughs> I just i I find reading really bad uh, things like really entertaining. Okay, Hussein, uh, what type of content are you consuming to stay safe? Uh, I I don't so. I haven't really been consuming much because I've been working a lot, but one thing that I did do, which may be worse than Luke's, is that I rewatched like all of Prison Break. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, wait, so wait, what, the whole thing, including like the returning series? Yes. Yeah, so I finished season oh, five. Boy. I finished season five today. Um, I have a lot of thoughts about it. Because <laughs> like when, when season five came out, I watched the first two episodes and I was like, this is so fucking, this is like not only like kind of racist, but it's also like fucking bullshit. I'm not watching this ever again. Um, so a couple of weeks ago when quarantine started, it was on my recommendations list. And I was like, yeah, okay. Like, you know, it'd be fun to just like watch this thing again because what I was really interested in was like the fashion of the mid 2000s. So everyone wears like bootcut jeans and they wear like wait, oversized hold, shirts. Hold on, wait, you, you were watching Prison Break for the fashion? Yeah. What about <laughs> it? Look, the, look. The show famous for a guy tattooing his whole body with an escape route of the prison. Uh, kind of cool. got that removed by laser. Yeah. In, yeah, well, in eight hours. What what kind of laser was it? Like a one point eight speed? You you would know this shit, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, no, no. Look, the first season was actually pretty good. Like, I actually really enjoyed it. I think that, like, you know, it stands good time in terms of the first uh, season was like legit good. I, I like right. the first season of Prison Break was a good season of TV, yeah. and then they realized that once they've broken out of the prison, it's really hard to make a TV show about yeah. a prison break. Well, what I realized was that it kind of followed the. Th- Fast and Furious trajectory, except Fast and Furious did it a lot better. So by the time they break out of prison and then they go like on the run and then they go back to a prison and then they go on the run again. And then like season four is bizarre because like Michael Rappaport shows up as like a main character. Um, and it just, it just gets re- <laughs> and they become like this prison breaking super team that's led by Michael Rappaport. It's fucking insane. Um, and then like season five is like, just really bad but it's like filmed a lot better and people wear like well-fitted clothes so i was really fascinated just by that and like a world where like flip phones were really cool and where like espionage involved like sending an email in a phone box um it was pretty rad like i don't know it kind of just reminded me of like a better time when i was um 14 and it actually wasn't a really good time when i was 14 but like yeah i don't know like there are fewer pandemics yeah, there were yeah, there was less there was less like extinction level events when we were fourteen. Yeah. Also, I've been watching Keijo, the um anime where girls like fight each other with their butts. 
I'm um, uh, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> like, I do not, and I'm okay with that. Um, I that I am also consuming animated stay sane. I'm currently watching <laughs> Hunter x Hunter for the first time. Uh, I've been told that it's very long, uh, and it does eventually end with like most of the cast dying horrifically after being like a really cute show for like 60 episodes. So, I love that shit. Right. So that's been like that's been my main focus. Um, can you guys believe that this truck is still stuck on my street? Maybe you should, maybe you should, maybe you should go out and ask it to come on the pod. Hey, before we go, can I ask you guys one question, which I've been thinking about like for like the last four hours? Yeah. Do you think a different person is now writing Drill? Huh. Mm, wasn't there like when Drill was doing his show, there were like two people, right? It wasn't. Was Drill just like one? Was it Drill and someone else? It was Drill and someone people. else. So okay. Drill Drill was doxxed by Homestuck fans a few years ago, and he's just like yeah. a guy from New Jersey. That makes sense. I think he's just like a guy. Um, yeah. Why do you think he's being written by someone else? Because the, the, the tweets are different. Like, if you go through the last, like, two weeks of tweets and you start reading them, then suddenly they're just like, they, they're wrong. Like, okay, here's one. Listen to this as a tweet. After editing Wikipedia as a joke for 16 years, I've convinced myself that Homer Simpson's Japanese name translates to the beer goblin. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's not, that's not a, uh, that's not a thing. Okay, another, another genuine drill tweet. Hardcore becoming that guy who thinks the COVID virus will be not good overall, but on the bright side, it might inexplicably end racism. That's just hmm. a normal person tweet. I don't know if I don't know if the rest of the world is becoming drill or drill is becoming the rest of the world, but like something's changed. That's that, I mean that could be what's happening is that like there's like a cultural flattening effect where everything feels like a drill tweet. So drill, kind of like the Simpsons actually, where like you know the Simpsons went on for so long that it, it, it couldn't be the Simpsons anymore. That could be what's happening yeah. with drill. Or it could be that like because drill has always operated off like um, relationally to everyone else, right? So the idea of like seeing the absurd and like as everyone like lives normal lives and the absurd tweets we understand the absurd tweets like while living in kind of like a monotonous uh routine and then all of a sudden when like our world is disrupted and everyone is becoming insane and everyone's brain is becoming glue of course we might like respond to drill tweets in a different way so like maybe it's the same guy but it's just, like we just see tweets and online completely differently now i think a different person's writing drill just keep an eye on his tweets because something's changed Okay, I think, I think this is gonna be like let's let's make this a segment. This is uh, is drill a different person watch. Uh, <laughs> let's start let's start this up. This is good. Um, Hussein, I want to thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me on, buddy. Um, this is this has been really eye opening, and I feel like this was this is almost as good as human human um, contact. Well. That's all well and good, but like I sort of feel like this is the new normal now. Like I probably won't ever see you other than someone or like a person of the screen. All right, this this truck is like uh, <laughs> making such like huge creaking metal noises now. So um, we're, we're, let's wrap this up. Hussein, if people want to follow you on the internet, where can they follow you on the internet? Uh, maybe probably just follow me on Twitter at hkizvani. But if you follow me on Instagram, that'll be nice too. It's the same thing. I just want more Instagram followers. Uh, and let's, and let's you get you on the s- let's get you on the work from home outfit account. Yeah, put me on put me on wh. WFH fits like just do it I'll try every day until I get it Let's we do believe it. in you I believe in you